And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And we're going to discuss, if we must, a film called Cyrus. Okay, let's take it apart. Let's take it apart. It was written and directed by two brothers, Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass. Uh John C. Riley plays John. He has been divorced from his ex-wife. Jamie, played by Katherine Keener. There she is again there in another again. indie role <laughs> where she plays a woebegone wife with so many problems. Oh, well, let's move on. Let's move on. She's going to get married again to somebody else. Right. But they're still friends, and he's very, very lonely. And she says to him, why don't you come to a party with us tonight? You'll meet people. He says, I don't want to meet people. I'm shy about meeting people. He goes to the party, which is chock full of absolutely gorgeous women, and he makes a jerk out of himself with every one of these women <laughs> until finally... Finally, he gets up to sing a song. Yeah. He's awful doing it. And for some reason, Marissa Tomei, who is now playing a character named Molly, Mm -hmm. thinks that he's just terrific and she likes him. And she winds up going home with him for what we think is a one-night stand. I have to talk about the following scene to the one that you just described where they are in the party and he's embarrassing himself. A little bit later, they meet in the garden. And this is supposed to be the meet cute scene. Oh, it was adorable, don't you think? Yeah. Here we see John relieving himself in the guest's garden as Molly catches him. How darling is that? And because she doesn't so much as bat an eyelash at this very crude act, we now, as the audience, have been informed in very bold letters that the ensuing comedy is going to be uncouth, morally questionable, and terribly contemporary. I'd like to say to the Duplasses and other directors who like this kind of humor, spare me your take on what's hip and modern and in vogue, because I don't dig it. I'm sick of this stuff, too. So they go home together. She has to leave kind of in the middle of the night. She has to go. It's kind of mysterious. Right. And this continues, too. Yes. She never stays the night. That's right. So finally, he follows her home. Yeah. And there he discovers her grown son, a 22-year-old man named Cyrus, played by Jonah Hill. Right. And Jonah Hill, for some peculiar reason, sees this guy prowling around in his front yard, and he invites him in, makes him a cup of coffee, and starts playing playing the music that he has written, which is pretty ghastly. (laughs) And then Molly comes in, his mother. She's very surprised to see John there, but not real surprised, and they wind up spending the night together again. However, this time, this is where it really lost me. I mean, you talk about leaving yourself in the garden. (laughs) He's in her bedroom, Mm -hmm. and she's taking a shower, and Cyrus walks in to say goodnight. The 22-year-old son. 22-year-old son. And he starts going into the bathroom, and John says, oh, your mother's in the shower. And he ignores him, and he walks into the bathroom while his mother is in the shower. And closes the door, and and then we hear him singing a little bit later. That's right. Yeah. They come out. She is now wrapped in a towel, which apparently she has done this while her son is in the bathroom. Listen, it's lovely that people are modern, but boy, this turned me off about this movie. You know what? Here's the biggest problem with the movie. This is a big fat tease because all the hype and all the promotions and all the trailers about this movie imply that there is a very dreaded kind of relationship going on between these two people, Molly and Cyrus. The truth of the matter is that they're just very codependent adults who can't get their act together and 
have a unsavory relationship, but it's not an illegal one, nor or is an it immoral one. Amoral. For me, Cyrus isn't exactly the boy next door. If he is, I would say to you, move. <laughs> this creep is full of surprises. None of them are particularly sweet or wonderful, just annoying. He's like the kid or your neighbor who cuts the grass too early on a Saturday morning every single week in the summer. It's an annoying, horrible thing that he's doing, but it's not enough for you to wage a full out war against. And in this movie, Cyrus does irritating things to John. He hides his tennis shoes at the beginning of the picture and for some crazy reason yes, why did won't he do fess that? up. Why did he do that? We don't know, but because he's an irritating <laughs> enfant terrible that he gets away with these kinds of pranks and he riles and annoys. He's a pest. He's a nuisance. And actually, John can't quite cope with him. And that is supposed to be the crux of this movie. But in reality, it's not very much of a plot line. And I thought the whole enterprise was pretty lame. It was very lame. Again, every time John got so upset about what Cyrus was doing, I thought to myself, turn around and leave. Of course. Listen, here's another problem with the entire film. Marissa Torme is charming. In fact, she's quite lovable in almost every role that she does. I'm yes. crazy about her. In this movie, she's got her hands full. They don't give her a backstory. We don't know why she's codependent on this schlubby son of hers. Then you have her new schlubby boyfriend played by John C. Riley. He's a loser. He's an editor. We don't know what makes him tick particularly but I know one thing. He's also a codependent guy because he relies on his ex-wife to tell him what to do, how to dress, and what party to go to. So he's not grown up anyway. So now he's going to try to get into a relationship with the lovely Molly, and then he's going to put up with this nutso kid, Cyrus, who's nothing more than a grown-up bore. You know what, Les? You look at these three people, and you want to say, look, I wish you all well. Have a nice life. Perhaps I'll bump into you at maybe a garage sale. But no, we will not do brunch. Absolutely not. I'm going home. <laughs> and I went home and I was disappointed because a lot of the national critics have said this is hilarious. It's it not, is not. It is not at all funny. There are a couple of moments where you kind of smile. But for the most part, you're just not even horrified. But you're thinking, oh, these people are so messed up. And why am I sitting here for two hours watching them be messed up? You know, I can stroll the local mall and find people who are more fascinating, more interesting than these three people. I don't know what it is about the Duplasses. You know, they're into this concept called mumblecore. That's the genre that Cyrus falls into. And it means the movie is ad-libby. The direction is kind of arbitrary. It's low budget, no sets. I think Baghead was one of those mumblecore features yes, that sure. they did. And Cyrus everybody's kind of transparent. They're about as exciting as a piece of duct tape. I don't know. There was nothing about this movie that moved me. I thought it was a slim story, and I felt that because it promised to be so much more than it is, the Duplasses filled the screen with these endless close-ups of each of these stars fretting and scowling and worrying and anguishing over their predicament in life. You know, I kept trying to think, is there a two-shot in this movie? I don't think so. It's all him over her shoulder, and her over his stuff. shoulder. Yeah, right. all that sort of stuff. It's just weird. I know. And you know something, Les? The truth is we want to encourage indie filmmakers to produce eccentric, thought-provoking stories where CGI 
and animated characters are not called for. But I'm sorry to say that Cyrus isn't the poster child for those noble efforts. So for me, this film gets a red light, and I think we have to put Cyrus on the timeout chair for good. <laughs> well, he's certainly on the timeout chair for me because I'm not going to go see this picture again, nor am I going to look at the DVD. And we're not going to recommend it to any of our friends or enemies. That's right. <laughs> so I'm giving it a red light as well. Okay, two red lights for the dreary Cyrus. Okay, we're going to go see another movie, hoping it's going to be better than this one. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you are going to enjoy, as much as we do, your next trip to the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.